0: The Ship City, the greatest Boston sports podcast this side of the 495, made for the greatest fan base in the world. I'm your host, Connor, joined by my good pal, Aaron, and just like that friend you always invite to your Super Bowl party, we're here to hang out, have fun, and most importantly, talk ball. Welcome to our fucking podcast. Aaron, it's been a minute.
1: It's been a little bit. Mm-hmm. We literally have not like chatted since the last time we recorded
0: yeah uh we just we hung up our mics and went our separate ways
1: yeah yep yep only to uh send each other uh twitter <laughs> twitter posts oh my god just, the week
0: <laughs> that's what uh, that's what i love about our friendship i don't, we don't text each other anymore it's i just we'll, we'll send each other tweets or we'll just snap each other just no yep. no text conversation
1: yep we don't need to oh man um but yeah, how you are uh, how you doing?
0: It's it's been a roller coaster of a week. Um mm. I may or may not have let sports ruin my mental health. <laughs> um we'll get into it, but you know, it's one of those it's been one of those weeks. And they haven't even Yeah. The the team I'm talking about didn't even play a game.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, but um as I'm sure a lot of people have heard, there've been a lot of moves in baseball, which mm-hmm. We'll get into, we're going to change up the format a little bit this week because of how crazy this week has been, um, and how quiet it's been in other areas. So we're going to do Celtics and Bruins first, and mm. then we're going to talk Patriots, and then we're going to go to the Red Sox MLB stuff. Mm-hmm,
0: Cause it's been a doozy. So
1: it has been a doozy. But before we do all of that, I got a little something to show you. Okay. Um, Christmas came early say that so i found this and i had to get it and this will be my christmas gift to you connor gifts this i don't know if you can see
0: no way
1: is a 2018 boston red sox champions um wine unopened from um the mlb wine club series by manos
0: i'm gonna try that's the sweetest thing ever
1: yeah so i saw this at the liquor store and i was like holy shit this is awesome so this is yours um you you can it gives you kind of like an incentive to come up to my place (laughs) and we can crack it open or you can hang it up or put it up on a shelf and treasure it forever never touch it (laughs) nah yeah we gotta gotta crack it open i hate red wine so this will be an adventure i love red wine I've
0: come to realize in my old age of 24 that wine is, like, the only thing I can drink now without getting a headache while I drink it.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: So, that's depressing. Um, Yeah. Things that aren't depressing, though. (laughs) Celtics beat the Knicks 133-123.
1: Good game. Very good game. Also, Um, the only game they played this week.
0: (laughs) Yeah. In season tournament, wrapped up. Lakers beat the Pacers to win it. Apparently, they're going to hang a banner for it. Whoop de doo. Um, Ooh. but what was this like the consolation round since the Knicks yeah. and South both lost? Yeah, they, uh, on the back of the Buffalo himself, Derek White, <laughs> uh, Derek had 30.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I don't have all of his stats pulled up right now. Um, so he
1: had thirty points, three rebounds, three assists. Mm, okay. Um, uh, Jason Tatum had twenty-five points, five assists, six rebounds. Um, Jalen had seventeen points, four assists, and a crazy ejection.
0: <laughs> we'll get to that because that was yeah. that was something.
1: So it was something. And then, um, Porzingis oh, had Porzingis. twenty-one points in Great his team. first game back from injury. Mm-hmm slight injury i would, back from injury is kind of like a, a stretch of a term yeah he, he had, strained his calf <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> i think it's funny too with christops he made his first seven buckets back and mm-hmm. then he went seven for 13 and he so he made his first seven and then missed
1: his last six yep but hey that's what we like to see
0: 21 on the board is 21 on the board i don't care when they come yeah right um but having him back i missed him i missed having our unicorn um really just changes how they can play out there when you have like a reliable big who can shoot outside Mm -hmm. um even when they were up against like uh hartenstein and mitchell robinson two more of like Tougher bigs, you know, Mitch Robinson's like a very good shot blocker, but Kristaps is still getting his buckets. He's still able to mm-hmm. space it. Mm-hmm. Al had another yeah, good 14. game. 14 points, off the, 10 rebounds. Yeah, good game off the bench. Like the roll. They look they looked like
1: a different team with mm-hmm. Porzingis back in the lineup. Like, really, they they just look really good.
0: I have a hot take. I don't know how hot it is, but just okay. from this game, I think that Derek White and Kristaps are the most important people on this team. Oh, yeah. Just in terms I can, of, I can like, agree with that. yeah, the style, the roles on the team. Yes, Tatum mm-hmm. Brown are your 1A and 1B. But, like, when Derek is, like, he had six of ten threes. He had two blocks, two steals. Three assists, three boards. He's like doing it all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like he's just such a good, like integral piece. That's not the word I wanted. Cerebral piece to this uh, yeah. team.
1: I mean, the thing, the thing with like a team like the Celtics. Like, yeah, the Jays. You, you're going to be good when when you have those guys on the team. Mm-hmm. But this team plays at a different level when you got. A guy like White and Porzingis, it even Drew Holiday, like yeah, when you got, got them line. out there, it changes the team, it really does.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, again bench, pretty much just Al. <laughs> just Al. There's a reason why there's a lot more buzz about even this early in this season. I know it's like twenty something games in now, but. They're talking mm-hmm. about, like, oh, Celtics, they're looking to be a bit more aggressive when it comes to uh, adding a piece of the bench. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but yeah, I-, I mean, this is something – I, I talked to my mom about this because mm-hmm. um, we like to talk Celtics every so often. And, like, this, the Celtics, what they don't have that they desperately need that a lot of other teams have – is a guy who can come off the bench and give you 20 on any random, any given night. You know, that like a true bona fide scorer. Mm. You know, he my, my guy might not play a lot of defense. He might not do a lot of other things, but you don't need him to do a lot of other things. You just need a guy to come in and score the basketball, and we do not have that.
0: Yeah. In essence, that's what you hope Sam Hauser is, but then he goes over 5.
1: And yeah, but also Sam Hauser is not like he's not a guy that can create his own shot. No,
0: but he is like elite at getting to his shot, like mm-hmm. off the ball. Um, but yeah, no, they could definitely use like God, I don't even know who off the top of my head, but just oh someone who's just coming in and I mean a guy microwave.
1: like. A guy like uh, a Bogdan Bogdanovich yeah, in Atlanta, or like a Karis Levert, or even like like Lonnie Walker, mm-hmm. you know, someone who literally can just come in, create for themselves, and get a shot mm-hmm. and score. You need that.
0: Yeah, I mean, because I was thinking about it too on my way home. Like with with how this team is built. Like one of Jason and Jalen is like always gonna be on the floor at any mm-hmm. given time, so you don't really need like another wing
1: mm-hmm,
0: but I don't know maybe maybe that's a that's the guard play that you can get like Lonnie Walker or someone like yeah then. right I don't know it's it's interesting, it's interesting. it is. Uh, I mean, they could always get a big two, just because you've seen mm-hmm. what happens with Kristaps out, and you is Al and uh the the murder cornet back there without, <laughs> without him. So
1: you know, Al Horford is third in the league in rebounds off the bench.
0: That doesn't surprise me at all.
1: Six point seven. He's ahead of Andre Drummond.
0: I mean, that's someone they could go trade for. He's on the Bulls, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean.
0: Are they, I, they might be just looking to get
1: anything. Maybe,
0: maybe yeah. Two. They need
1: they need some help off the bench.
0: Yeah, they can they can SV. I mean, we're not using them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, um but uh, in, in other news on the Celtics game, uh, Jalen Brown ejected by a soft oh, ref.
0: Oh my <laughs> god, that was that was
1: embarrassing. It really was.
0: Like. So, I get the first the first tech he gets for arguing um, a foul call. It's fine. Whatever. Pe- yeah. People get that all the Understandable. time. Understandable. He gets the second tech when he's, like, on the bench, kind of just, like, talking. Like, I don't know if he's talking to a ref or just even to himself or his teammates. And they got him on a wave. Like, yeah. just, like, I'm done with you type of wave. Yeah. Jason Goldberg um. is the ref um soft super soft i i love how jalen was like uh i loved his response to it after the game mm-hmm. i i got the quote here uh, he said for my first career ejection, i thought some guy would punk it up go to the ground and not some over-emotional ref who had a bad day
1: yeah <laughs> like
0: yeah the ref was like it was the ref wasn't even like involved yeah, in, right. In the initial tech and complaining.
1: Yeah. It's just sad really. Yeah.
0: Hopefully that gets revoked. But eh. I don't know. I feel like uh people refs umpires, they are so close to uh power trips every every time I they know. get the spotlight
1: on them. Yeah, it's like I got the power here. It's like, buddy, you're refing a game.
0: Yeah, buddy, they got my jersey on, not yours.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Well, and that was pretty much it from the Celtics. Literally, that they had one, one game. game.
0: <laughs> they had one game this week. They got, they got, they got a little bit of a a slog going. Uh, mm-hmm. Tuesday, tomorrow, we're recording Monday, so I guess tonight, or mm-hmm. yesterday, whenever this gets out, they got at some point. They got two against Cleveland Tuesday, Thursday, and then two against Orlando Friday, Sunday. Yep. All of them are at home, which Celtics are still undefeated at home. So I feel good about that. I do mm. not feel good about the Magic again because Yeah, two in a row. Two in a row. Like what is is Mo Wagner gonna just break like the a two game record for like points yeah. scored?
1: Most points scored in a two-game stretch, nine thousand.
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry, Wilt. <laughs> um, uh,
1: what do you What do you think they're gonna do?
0: I that's tough. I don't know. I think they're gonna split ma- the magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. I'm gonna say they go three and one. I think they'll sweep Cleveland yep. and drop one to Orlando.
1: That's exactly where I was thinking.
0: I'm gonna write this down this time so I don't forget. Yeah, three, don't forget. Um,
1: all right, let's uh, let's talk Bruins. Mm-hmm. Um, so they played two games this week, so mm-hmm. a, a little bit more. <laughs> um, they played the Sabers on the seventh and the Coyotes. What? On the ninth? Why do you say the... it weird? I don't say it weird. It's coyotes. Coyotes? Coyotes. 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 Coyotes.
0: Coyotes.
1: <laughs> coyotes. Alright. <laughs> um so they, they they lost to the sabres of all mm. teams, uh, three to one, and beat the the coyotes, coyotes. five to three. <laughs>
0: So I watched the um, I watched the Savers game.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: I watched up until um, once the goalie comes out that that's my sign that I'm like, okay, I could yeah. probably turn this off. Um, just they came out flat. I mean, mm-hmm. Mark Marchand scored his fifth goal in three games. That's always awesome. Yeah. Uh, but like, they just really couldn't get anything going on the offensive end. there was, like, a point, too. I want to say it was in the third period, not quarter, period, um, where it felt like they had the puck in, like, on the offensive side for, like, such a long time. I literally looked down at my phone for, like, a minute, and I looked back up, and the Sabres got their third goal. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think they lost McAvoy this game um mm-hmm. i think he took an elbow off the face yeah um but still kind of an ugly one but they bounced back against the coyotes mm-hmm. um pasta t- had two goals uh charlie coyle had a goal Dalton Heinen had a goal Danton Heinen, sorry um had a goal uh trent frederick had two assists so for him
1: yeah and And so uh, did our our boy boy. yeah so did our Our, boy our boy Matt Patris had an assist Mm mhm um also this game lost Pavel Zaka Mm
0: -hmm.
1: to an injury don't really know the extent of his of his uh of his injury but you know we'll uh we'll kinda we'll keep an eye on that for sure
0: yeah um Linus Allmark also had a he gave you know three goals is three goals but what 30 saves that's still very impressive
1: yeah right anytime you can get 30 saves in a game that's i mean that's yeah that's mm. solid
0: unless I killed him on the face off so another mm. good thing you like to see
1: yep yep and pasta continued his uh his dominance as usual Mm-hmm. two goals and an assist in that game so pretty uh pretty solid how many points is he up to this season
0: that is he's... a great question
1: yep he has thirty nine points on the season hmm. sixteen goals twenty three assists he's third in the league in points Only... i could not tell you uh who the other two are in front of him so <laughs> app
0: i mean i'm sorry but i have not heard of them but i mean they've, it's 47 40 points to pastas 39 so he's
1: oh it's uh, nikita kucherov i know him and jt miller i don't know him mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry all right well that's about it for the bruins yeah they got it's
0: a bit of a quieter i mean it's three games uh they get the devils on Wednesday, mm-hmm. Rangers on Friday. Oh no, sorry, that's the Islanders.
1: Islanders on Friday. Rangers Islanders, on yeah. Saturday. Sorry, I got
0: those mixed up. Uh,
1: dots. Um, I two and one feels right. I was also I'm going
0: not, to go two and one.
1: I'm not super. I mean, I don't know. Should I be scared of the uh, the Islanders? I don't think so. <laughs> um. Not totally scared of the Devils either, but the Rangers—you never know with them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll probably lean the same way. Probably the exact same way. I think they'll, yeah. they'll drop those Rangers. I think they can beat the Islanders, and then the Devils—sure,
1: will be will be realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. All let's right. Uh, let's talk Patriots.
0: Yeah. Boy, were we, uh... Ooh, boy. I would like to say that I... I'm going gonna, to am gonna take credit. I think I lit the fire in Zeke. Um, y-
1: yeah, you might have.
0: Because last episode, uh, they, they played the Chargers, right? Yeah. I said that, or you said for them to win, Zeke would have to have, like, a crazy breakout game. Mm-hmm. And I said that was probably the best you're going to get from Zeke.
1: shut me up we saw vintage zeke on thursday so the patriots played the Steelers on thursday and they they won they did somehow 21 to 18 they beat almost didn't (laughs) they beat
0: the daunting mitch trubisky Mm, well (laughs) let's be honest i don't if kenny pickett was in i i they probably still win i i don't trust the
1: Steelers. no um but this was a game of breakouts. Mm-hmm. Uh Bailey Zappi in the first half really is where he did all of his damage. Uh 240 yards, three touchdowns, and one pick. Mm-hmm. Uh really, really good game there. Um Zeke, 22 carries for 68 yards, which doesn't sound like a lot. But but when you consider the fact that he also had seven catches for 72 yards and a touchdown, much better game. Mm-hmm. And also, the thing that I read about, and I noticed while watching the game, with Zeke, like, the line was, I mean, our offensive line was fine, Mm -hmm. but the D line of the Steelers was really solid. They they did not allow for a lot of running room.
0: Well, that's what's going to happen when you have Cam Hayward and TJ Watt just right
1: there. Yeah, so, but with Zeke, every time we needed a yard or two, he got it. It wasn't just like, a, I'm just going to get stuffed at the line every time. Yeah. Um, and Juju. Juju had breakout. Revenge game, Juju. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Four catches for 90 yards. No touchdowns, but, I mean, wow. Talk about, talk about breakout.
0: Yeah, from being like someone who you probably just wanted off the team,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: especially with how good... Um, What's his name? Um,
1: Demario Douglas?
0: No, no, no. Um, Kayshawn
1: Booty? No. Um, Kendrick Bourne?
0: No, no, the uh, the the guy who left for the Raiders? I can't forget. I
1: can't... Oh, J- Jacoby Myers. Yeah. <laughs> After
0: everything that came out there, where it's like, oh no, we we picked Jaco- uh, Juju over Jacoby.
1: Yeah. It's
0: good for him to finally have his uh, breakout. Might be a bit much, but he had a good game.
1: Look, I I honestly think, you know, he's not fully healthy. He's not. Mm -hmm. You know, his knees, his injuries have definitely caught up to him. I'm hoping that if he gets healthy, we can start seeing more games like that.
0: We'll see. If Zappi's going to sling it like he did, maybe.
1: Yeah. Um, Um, Also, stats of note, Hunter Henry, three catches for 40 yards, two touchdowns on his birthday.
0: Always bet on the birthday, boys.
1: A little, a little happy birthday to Hunter Henry with two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, this was a game of two halves when we really boiled it down. Patriots went up twenty-one to ten at halftime, mm-hmm. and then had forty yards of offense the second half.
0: <laughs> Listen, all that matters is that second half you didn't give up more than you had.
1: Look, they almost did. They almost did that that offsides or um false start call was a bit a bit touch and go i think at the end of the day it was the right call um but if, oh, boy it we was
0: wanna, we want to talk about calls that uh
1: oh god ended
0: games mister <laughs> powdy patty mahomes
1: <laughs> powdy patty mahomes yes i love that
0: it's I've never seen such a big fuss for like the right call. If you, oh my god, we're not gonna spend too much time on it. But if you're if you're mad at anyone, be mad at Kadarius Tony for lining up further than the ball.
1: Yeah, on there t- <laughs> If he was any further forward, he would have been playing D line. Yeah,
0: he was like closer <laughs> to like the Bills lineman than he was to his own lineman.
1: It's like, dude, come on. You but like I have never seen to your point, I've never seen someone, let alone a star QB in the in the NFL, get so mad about a call that is so blatantly correct.
0: <laughs> and it's it's funny too, because then like the video comes out of him like going up to uh Josh Allen afterwards Oh, and my being God. like Um Yeah, that was a terrible call, right? And Josh Allen was just
1: like "Yeah, uh, okay like whatever dude and then in the press conference he's like man this has impact on not only the game and our season but travis kelsey's career and his, his legacy his and it's Hall like, of Fame dude, legacy his hall of fame it's like my god dude <laughs> take I, a chill
0: <laughs> you know i did forget what who um travis kelsey was uh after the game yeah so uh, he he had a point
1: i had to be reminded Thank you, Patrick, for reminding us that Travis Kelsey is one of the best tight ends to oh ever play. Oh, my God. Game. Oh, boy.
0: I guess this is breaking. I don't want to cut out of... Um...
1: Oh, boy. We have breaking podcast news?
0: So, yeah. Uh, Pats, they they win. They're going to face the Chiefs. Maybe Pouty Patty is going to dominate them. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, so, baseball.
1: Uh, All right. We got to talk baseball. Uh-oh.
0: So, the big news... One of the big pieces of news that broke was Shohei Otani signed with the Dodgers for a massive 10-year, $700 million deal. Unprecedented amount of money.
1: Oh, my. Just so much.
0: But there's a whole saga that went down, uh, what was it, Friday, Saturday? Uh, involving Sho- uh, Shohei, maybe being on a plane, maybe being a Blue Jay, but when he signed his deal, it came out that a lot of money would be deferred, which mm-hmm. I'm not a thousand percent sure on like how deferred money plays into like the CBA and like luxury tax purposes. So I'm not going to touch on it. However, the numbers just came out. <laughs> of his seven, or, so he gets. 10 years, seven, 700 mil. So, if you quick math, that's 70 mil a year. Guess how much of that is going to be deferred?
1: How much, Connor?
0: $68 million of that is deferred. So, he, he is going to carry a $2 million, like, annual salary. So, all, oh. he's going to have, from the years 2034 to 2043, like, all of his contract is gonna get paid out after like it's run its course. Yeah. Uh the CBT hit is gonna be like forty six million instead of seventy million.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But still, this is a wild precedent set. That you can yeah, just this
1: Oh boy, this is a pro now so to get into to really get into it, there was a lot of people after he agreed to this ten year seven hundred million dollar contract. A lot of people were like, "Man, this is bad for baseball." Whatever, like a big market team should not be able to give a contract a seven hundred million dollars. Which I mean, I don't agree See, with. And the more I read into it, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. This? this this is bad. <laughs> well, so.
0: My my issue was like everyone being like, oh, no, this is great for baseball that Shohei is not going to Toronto. He's going to L.A., mm-hmm. which is the same thing because another thing that happened is the Yankees traded for Juan Soto, which we'll get to after. But yeah. the like every reporter, like um, I don't even remember who, but like Heyman was one of them who's like, oh, no, this is great for baseball that the Yankees and Dodgers are getting all the star talent. Like, yes, it's good that, like, the big markets are spending money and, like, getting good players. But if Shohei Otani went to Toronto, that's still very good for baseball. To expand yeah, th- I to mean, another,
1: that's great c- for Toronto. <laughs> that,
0: Toronto is a huge market that people just, like, forget about. It's literally mm-hmm. the only team in Canada.
1: Mm-hmm. Baseball
0: team, I mean, like, obviously they have hockey and basketball. But it's, it's insane that people are just like, oh, no, no, no. Stars got to go to like LA or New York. Otherwise, uh, like no one's, no one's gonna care. As if we didn't just see like a World Series where the Dodgers got swept in the uh NLDS by the, the
1: Yankees didn't even make it. Yankees <laughs> didn't even make it. Yeah, um, and, oh man,
0: but yeah, just back but, all to right. So,
1: yeah, back, yeah, back to Shohei. So so is this saying that like he's only going to get paid basically twenty mil in contract for the length of his contract, and then the mm-hmm. rest of it is getting paid out after the contract's over? Yep, that's wild.
0: That is insane. And I saw like a lot of. Uh, I think it was um, what's his name? The, the weirdo. Um, who's the ah fuck? Who's the guy who's always like big into like the the odds and markets and
1: whatnot? Um. I have no Mad Dog.
0: No, no, no. He's like <laughs> he he went viral because no he idea. said he had like the largest MOK collection in the world. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. Uh, I can't believe I'm googling largest MOK collection. Uh, why am I forgetting his name? Darren Rovell. Anyways, Darren Rovell. Okay, Robel, there you go. He brought up the point that like both the MOBPA and like the owners are going to have should have, like, a big issue with this deal. Yeah. A, because, like, now the president is like, oh, we can sign these guys. Like, deferred money is not good for the players because you're losing a lot of money. You're losing
1: money in your contract.
0: Yeah, you know, because they they always say, like, dollars today are worth more than dollars tomorrow. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: By pushing all that out, he's going to, and you have taxes still, especially playing Mm -hmm. in L.A. where the tax rate's so high. He's gonna make like like half of this. Yeah. Um And then the uh-huh. PA doesn't want to set this present where like players are going to like have to take these deals where Yeah, because right, now, now what's gonna stop someone out. from
1: Right, well now what's gonna stop someone from next year from once when one soda's a free agent for them being like, Yeah, we'll give you three hundred and fifty mil, but you know Oh no. three hundred and twenty of that is is deferred till the end of your career.
0: They're gonna give Wanzo so like twenty years a billion, yeah. Because they or it'll be like ten years. It'll probably be the exact same deal if we're being honest. Maybe like six hundred instead, mm-hmm. but like they'll still defer like defer like twenty years out.
1: Yeah, um, and we want to talk about the competitive nature of of the league. This is what makes bad for makes it bad for competitiveness. Because when you really think about it, like. When you sign a guy to a 700 million dollar contract, that should really take a hit to your to your ability to sign more players. Mm-hmm. Like you, it should not be, you should not be able to be like, "Okay, well, here's 700 million for we're banking on this dude." Yeah, you know, even without a, a salary cap or a salary, salary floor or anything like that, we're spending 700 million dollars on this guy. We're giving him 70 million a year. We're not going to be able to bring in another guy for $700 million. But now they can go out and throw $400 million at Yamamoto if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Be like, we'll just, that's fine. We'll worry about it later.
0: Yeah. I mean, because then what's to the stop them from uh, signing Yamamoto to like a similar deal? Like, oh, okay, we'll give you like 350 over 10 years. Yeah, But... Again, hey, if you want to help this team, like, be like extremely competitive, we need you to take like fifteen mil uh, a year. Take that, push it down into twenty forty
1: four. Yep. Huh. Yeah, I just, I just don't like that. I really, really do not like that.
0: Yeah. Me neither, but at the same time, the Dodgers have one ring. And it's a Mickey Mouse ring since the <laughs> 2000s. Yeah. Well. So like, I mean, they got embarrassed by the, the uh, Diamondbacks this year.
1: Yeah.
0: I get why they are going to be like all in, but yeah, it's 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 something I feel like the league, or at least the maybe they they'll let this one slide, but then they're they're gonna put their foot down on the next one.
1: Yeah, but if you set the precedent, you can't let it. You can't well, that's the thing, put your yeah. foot down on the next one. Like if you're going to let this one slide, then this has to be what That's the dangerous thing about this is that it, this sets a precedent, and if you allow it to go, then you know, who knows? It's like it's like it, money laundering, to be honest. Literally. Well, the problem with it then becomes, okay, our payroll you know, there's no salary cap, so technically our contracts, our contracts on the book are like two and a half billion dollars, mm-hmm. but we're only paying about a hundred million in salary this year. Well, because the thing is, and
0: I I don't think they do this anymore, but when you made a uh, a signing, you had to have that money in escrow. Mm-hmm. Like you can't sign a seven hundred million dollar deal without being able to like
1: cover that contract. cover
0: that pretty much, yeah. But now I I don't think they have to do that. So, yeah, yeah, you can sign 700 mil. And then the hope is that, or let's be honest, the reality is that with, like, what I was saying when we talked about would we want Shohei, all the marketing money that's going to come in with, through, like, jersey sales, TV deals, merch, ticket sales.
1: Everything from Japan. Everything,
0: everything, yeah. You're going to make that money back. So you you could, that's going to pay it off. Mm -hmm. Um, like annually. Um, yeah, enough, (sighs) enough Dodgers. Yeah. Can
1: I just say one last thing on Shohei? Mm -hmm. Thank God the Patriots did not, or the the Red Sox did not try and do this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm glad that the, the, I guess I teased it. I'm glad the Blue Jays didn't end up with him because I do not want to face Shohei 17 times a year.
1: That but would have been a nightmare.
0: Just because it was so funny how everything broke down, I just want to run through the timeline. <laughs> okay. So the Dodgers were always the front runners, like we we knew that. But then all of a sudden, like the Blue Jays started getting a lot more noise. There's a lot of smoke there, uh, and then you know John Morosi. Also, shout out to shout out to me, shout out to you. We said do not react until you see the passing tweet. Until you see the Rosenthal yep. tweet, because John Morosi came <laughs> out and said, "Oh, Shohei's decision is imminent." Um, Blue Jays are like, have like made themselves like the favorite. Um, and then I think MLB Trade Rumors, which is a very reputable uh, like uh, aggregator, came out and said, "Yep, Shohei has agreed. Uh, he's made it clear that he intends to play for Toronto." Then people started tracking a private plane that left Anaheim to Toronto. They're like, oh, my God, Shohei's on this plane. And some people had said, oh, the Blue Jays are announcing, like, a press conference at 6 o'clock tonight. So that's, <laughs> that's pretty much when you you can expect this. And then out of nowhere, Bob Nightingale, famous for being completely incorrect on so many things. <laughs> Came out and was like, Shohei is not on that plane. Shohei's at home. He's not <laughs> yeah. going to Toronto. And then passing steps in and uh, he confirms it like, yeah, there's no indication that Shohei's going to Toronto yet. So um, funny. To the, it was so bad to the point where like Morosi had to apologize for being <laughs> wrong about the Shohei news. And then... Like, with almost no fanfare whatsoever, Shohei just posts on his Instagram, yeah, I'm joining the uh, the Dodgers. <laughs>
1: That's so good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but it is funny, too, now that betting has become such a staple in sports, the odds for the uh, the Blue Jays to make the World Series, just off the smoke of the news, they went from 15-1 to 8-1. To to
1: oh, my God.
0: And eighty five percent of the bets that were coming in for like World, Se- World Series predictions were all on Toronto.
1: Good God!
0: Yeah, that's nasty all those work. people.
1: All those people are just fucked. Pissed.
0: Now.
1: Yeah, they were. Uh,
0: what For whatever reason, people like the people bet big on futures, and mm-hmm. they don't always come out. Uh, true. But anywho, back back to the Red Sox cuz we had our own little we had some news. Yeah. Uh well, I guess before we get to the big one, uh Rule 5 draft happened. Um they lost Rohan like we thought. They also lost Ryan uh Fernandez to the Cardinals. He's just a reliever with some arm issues. It's fine. They ended up whatever. Tr- they trade with the Mets. They trade their 10th round pick last year, Ryan Ammons, in cash to get Justin Slayton. He's a power righty out of the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good get because, again, bullpen pieces are like a gold mine in the Rule 5 draft because you can just stash them. Mm-hmm. Um, but bef- before that happens, right after we finished recording our last episode,
1: literally an hour after. I had to put a disclaimer on the beginning of our episode saying that we that we recorded this an hour before the news came out.
0: <laughs> if I wasn't, like, dead, because we were both exhausted and I had a headache, yeah. I would have just texted you, like, do you want to just hop back on and record, like, a quick <laughs> reaction? Yep. Uh, but Alex Verdugo is traded to the Yankees for Richard Fitz, Gregory Weisert, and Nicholas Judas. Mm-hmm. Three relief. Oh, to the Yankees, yes. Of all teams, um, so just this we, was
1: really the first big move of the offseason too.
0: Yes. So for Dugo, we we know what the deal is with him. When he's locked in, he is as good as you would hope for. The problem is he would not lock in often.
1: Yeah, he's just not. Yeah.
0: To the point where Cora had to discipline him multiple times and it came out after the trade from Catillo, from Mass Live, um, that Alex Cora had enough of him and he was very vocal about wanting to move on from Verdugo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they trade him to the Yankees. I always thought that they would try to package him into like a bigger deal, but I, I'm honestly not upset. Yeah, was... I mean,
1: look, we got three top 50 prospect pitchers back mm-hmm. so um, in the deal.
0: Richard Fitz, he was the uh, the headliner of this. I think MLB had him ranked as the second best pitching prospect, but Sox prospects had him at third. Um, he projects to be a starter, albeit a back-end starter. He's got great command. Still a starter. Exactly. Starters <laughs> are starters, and we do not have many of them. Yeah. Uh good fastball, slider combo. Again, you're hoping at best he's a number three. Most likely he's like a five, but that's some like that kind of like reliable starter is something you haven't had in the minors since mm-hmm.
1: Bayo, I guess. And his name is Dick Fitz, so Dick
0: Fitz. You make Dick Fitz wherever you can. <laughs> um Gregory Weisert, he is a reliever uh a reliever, uh got kind of hit up a bit with the Yankees, but he has some of the nastiest sliders I've ever seen. Mm. Uh if whenever you get the chance, just look up Weisert, pitching ninja. He had a slider to I want uh, I forget, I think it was Yandy Diaz, uh in Tampa Bay but it like it looks like it's going to hit him in the ass before it just cuts like right down the middle. Nice. Beautiful. Um and then Judas, he was a recent draft pick. He was a reliever in college. Uh he he didn't pitch at all in pro ball, so they the not much to go off of. Um mm-hmm. but he's 6'8", so massive.
1: Yeah. Uh, the big news, or the best news, though, is getting rid of, I say getting rid of, that sounds so terrible, but I they, mean, they mo- Alex Verdugo moving on.
0: Mm-hmm. They get rid of the his 9 mil, uh, yeah. but they then turn around, and they trade Nick Robertson and Victor Santos to the St. Louis Cardinals for Tyler O'Neal.
1: It's an so, interesting move.
0: Very Interesting. I said it was fascinating because he has good power, good speed, which is just true. Um, the thing with he him. He is yoked. <laughs> absolutely. Like, in, in, even in interviews where, like, he is not, like, he shouldn't have been, like, working up a pump. The veins are just bulging out of this, dude. Yeah. Um. He cannot stay healthy. Yeah, he has um, a
1: problem
0: like the past couple of years has been like back hamstring shoulder foot just everything that can go wrong has for him but 2021 he was like insanely good he had i want to say like 34 home runs uh he hit like in the high 280s uh and then 2022 2023 happened kind of just fell back to earth uh He it's funny because he became way more selective at the plate, Mm -hmm. so he was like walking or walking more and striking out less. But then he also just was not hitting anything like in the air. Um, again, injuries play a big role into it. Um, Yeah, but what what we're getting is basically a gold gold glove caliber outfielder for five million dollars when Alex Verdugo yep. was costing us nine.
1: Yeah, and and it's a guy who if you can like get him healthy and get him consistently playing, uh I mean he he has the potential to hit 30 home runs in a season.
0: Yeah, like that's the profile they needed, like a power righty. Yeah. Um honestly, I would I would just tell him like, "Hey, dude, we get it. Like we want you to be a bit more selective, but hey, if if being aggressive is going to get us 30, 34 home runs, especially with the monster
1: hack away. Do it. We don't care. Yeah, my problem with him, they gotta tell him is first thing that they gotta tell him when they sit him down, like, "Hey, welcome to Boston. Quit bulking."
0: Yeah, you don't need to work on some stretching. Do some, yeah,
1: do some Pilates. Like, well, it's the science behind it. I mean, yeah, the guy's massive, but mm. if you're that big, your joints, especially in your arms, where you you know swing a baseball. His legs, too. I mean, they're ruined.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, because his dad was a, a, a pro weightlifter, mm-hmm. so like he's he obviously has like great genes. And mm-hmm. now, because Jaron Duran is also jacked, that's like what yeah. the most jacked outfield in the league. Oh, you never hope to get into a fight, but. If you do, we
1: have the Mario universe in our outfield. Exactly. We got the Super Smash Bros. and uh, and Yoshi in you, the outfield. Well, yeah,
0: that's actually good. Yoshida's was his nickname is Macho Man. So, hmm. listen, you don't want to mess with our boppers. Um, there you go. But now they're in a very interesting position. What do you do with your outfield? Because you had a log jam and you just swap Verdugo for O'Neal. You still have Duran, well, you still have Abreu, Yoshida, Ref Snyder. I think they start Rafaela off in triple A. Yeah. Just because just he can. He's twenty three, he's young enough. Mm-hmm.
1: Um I mean, looking at it realistically, um if O'Neal is healthy, he starts. Mm-hmm. And when Duran is healthy, he starts. Mm-hmm. Yoshi, I mean, he could play DH. I know you don't really want another lefty, like I mean, I when he plays, it's gonna be a lefty in the lineup anyway. So whether he's mm-hmm. DHing or whether he's playing in the outfield, he's gonna DH. That leaves you a breyu and then you fill in a second baseman, a right-handed hitting second baseman, and you kind of got Brandon a bit more of an even. Brandon There you go. You get Brandon Jury, and you you have a more even lineup.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can
1: play all those guys. And then let Rafaela, you know, let Abreu and Rafaela um, swap so that they don't have to play every game.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was th- I was also thinking about this on my drive home. I feel like because O'Neill is a very good defender, I don't I don't want to put him in left field at Fenway just because like a there's not much room that because he has great speed. I kind of want that mm-hmm. to play more in like center, and I also don't want him running into the wall as frequently because he he doesn't need a. Uh, a 30-foot wall to hurt him when his own body is going to break down on him. Yeah. But I think, you know, you could have Yoshida in left, Duran in center, and then O'Neal in right, or... Because it's tough, because... uh, You could DH Yoshida, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Duran in left just cuz his arm is probably the weakest of the bunch. Yeah. Um put O'Neil in center and then Abreu in right. Hey, Rob is just going to be your righty off the bench. Like Rob,
1: Rob honestly is not a starter.
0: He is he's, <laughs> he's a non-factor in like this conversation. Yeah. Um and then obviously matchups you can mess around with it and Go based off uh, like lefty righty splits, but I think it's interesting because then if you want Yoshida to DH more, I don't think you're gonna go out and sign a DH. You're not. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're gonna bring back Turner.
1: If I will, I want them to bring back Turner though.
0: It's just it's tough to like unless they make a trade. If they bring in, um, if they were to trade Duran in a package to get like an ace, because all the the writing on the wall is like they're not gonna get Yamamoto, Mm -hmm. which is which is why I was very depressed this week. Um, (laughs) And you have Yoshida, O'Neill, and uh, Abreu as your starting outfield, then yeah, it would make sense. But as of right now, I feel like they are. The only other move that I could see them making is that right-handed second baseman. Again, I've been a big Drury fan. Breslow came out and said he wants a like a a good defender, uh, which I think take Jonathan India was talked about a lot, but he's a tip a very bad defender. Mm-hmm. Torres is definitely. I don't think they're gonna trade him now. Uh, he was a bad defender as well. It feels like it's going to be either Drury or Wit at this point, and yeah, maybe Tommy Edmond perhaps, but maybe, hopefully. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Wit is just is so whelming. Like I'm not underwhelming. <laughs> I'm not underwhelmed, and I'm not overwhelmed. Like he is just
1: there. Yep.
0: Um. And, I mean, it's the same thing with the pitching market now because apparently they're being perceived as front runners for Montgomery, but I don't think Montgomery is a good enough, like acquisition alone. Mm -hmm. I think you need someone in front of him. And I just keep seeing tweets like, Oh, how do you feel if like your rotation, if like the only moves they make for pitching is Montgomery and Seth Lugo. that's so whelming.
1: Yeah. I mean, it it improves the roster. It improves. Does it get them over the hump? No.
0: The way I saw it is it definitely raises the floor, having like an, inning, an innings eater and someone who, I mean, he only started one year, but he was pretty reliable when he did start in Lugo. But mm-hmm. there's, there's virtually like very limited upside. Yeah. And there's no, you don't have a promising young pitcher coming up the pipeline where it's like, like with the outfield, it's like okay, yeah, you make a one-year deal for O'Neill because you have Roman Anthony, who, if he stays on his trajectory, could be starting in center field next year. Yep. Or like, yeah, you sign uh, the Wit to one-year deal so that Marcelo Meyer can come up and bump Story back to second. There's no one yep. in the in the rotation that, or in the in the pipeline that's going to do that with the rotation. So, which
1: is why I think you're going to have to trade for a guy really realistically
0: yeah i mean we could have a a debate on another episode about what that means just for like the organization not even like in terms of how we view craig but how we view the ownership group Mm
1: -hmm. if
0: after saying we're going full throttle we this is embarrassing we don't like losing or being in last place like three of the last four years and then you refuse to get uncomfortable to sign Yamamoto or yep. make a move to get an ace, that's going to be a, a lengthy conversation.
1: Yeah. I think the problem, I mean, it. it I don't like the people that are putting blame on Breslow already. Mm-hmm. Like the guy's making moves. He's do he's doing his job. I mean, literally shipped out a, a Verdugo and got Tyler O'Neill and shored up a little bit more of the uh, pitching in the in the prospects. Mm-hmm. But like, it really the onus falls on the ownership group to give the uh, the guy like Breslow the green light to say, okay, go spend four hundred mil. Yeah, go give a guy three hundred and twenty. Yeah, do it.
0: And you hope that there's a lot of quiet. Is not because of the uh inactivity because i feel like a lot of people have said like oh no the red sox have been in like in uh touch base with like every everybody but yeah at some point you have to you have to you know advance the pile you can't just be in that talking stage mm-hmm. um and if that's the case then i mean the common denominator is ownership because that was the whole problem with haim and
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and everything
1: but we'll see um i had let's see we're hit ha- we're hitting we're hitting yeah. up there on time so why don't we uh i got
0: one last piece of news that came yeah out.
1: why don't you drop one last piece
0: so teams have already started inquiring about alex cora for their manager mm-hmm. position uh he's got one year left um Managers like him don't often hit the the market. That's why you see uh, like Craig Council sign like the the highest paid uh, gig ever. Mm-hmm. They're projecting that Cora's probably going to top it. I get not doing it yet, like extending him yet. Uh, but I do think Cora is. I know that I've had some concerns with him, but he's still probably one of the one of the better managers in the league. I would mm-hmm. say definitely top ten probably top five um and i I feel like that's just unless Craig has someone in mind that he would like to replace Cora with, I feel like you just just save yourself the trouble and give him a an extension before the season starts, yeah, just so it's not something anyone has to worry about,
1: yeah I mean that's that's fair.
0: But that's that's gonna wrap it up for Red Sox talk. Hopefully, by the next time we'll have some new starting pitching in the building.
1: Yeah, well, we can hope. Yeah,
0: that you know, that's my prediction. They're gonna they're gonna make a move for pitching. At this point, they kind of have to. Mm. Um. But I, I, before we wrap things up, I want to actually. Run through our uh, our closing procedurals, if you will.
1: Yeah, we well we got studs and duds. We gotta oh do yeah, studs For, I completely duds. forgot about studs
0: and duds. I'm so dumb. Yeah,
1: we gotta do studs and duds, and um, I'm gonna start off with my stud, uh, and I think it's gonna be pretty honest or pretty um, you know, I'll I'll do two, I'll go with two. First off, I gotta give the shout out to Zeke.
0: I also had him as a stud,
1: Zeke Elliott. I mean, that's that's a, a hard fought game. A big game for a vet guy like that to step up and turn back the clock. Mm-hmm. But my numero uno stud is going to be Shohei Otani. And I know <laughs> it's not a Red Sox thing. No, but, but... Dude, you signed a $700 million contract. Like, Wait, god what damn. F- what are we
0: supposed to say? Like, oh, <laughs> No.
1: You were able to get a team to say, yeah, we'll give you $700 million. And we'll pay you longer than ten years.
0: <laughs> Don't worry about it. You'll be you'll be getting twenty mil until you are until your kids. in the ground. When your kids are in the league, then you'll still be getting paid twenty mil a year.
1: Yeah. Um. um what yeah. about uh? So you have any other studs? Uh Pasta
0: for his yep. game against the Coyotes. Two goals, assist. Uh, Derek White, and Derek White was my other one. Yeah. Obviously, the Buffalo drops thirty, and I'm gonna appreciate it. Oh yeah, uh, my dud for the week. Um, gotta find his name again.
1: Uh oh,
0: Jason Goldenberg, the ref that okay. gave Jalen uh, that second technical
1: and ejected him. <laughs> Get him out of here. Yeah, that's that's fair. We um my dud of the week i'm surprised you did go with it is uh is john morosi
0: yeah it it sucks <laughs> because uh i want to pull up his name um so uh boston sports gordo and mm-hmm. he kind of like made a little collage of how john morosi was has been on top of all craig breslow news ever since he was a player yeah. And it gave me hope, like, because Morosi's the one who's been saying, like, don't count the Red Sox out for Yamamoto. Like, they're just as much in it as, like, the Yankees and Dodgers and Mets. And then the Shohei stuff happened, and now all the credibility is out the window. Yeah,
1: right. Now you're like, I mean, you were – this dude was so sure that Shohei was on a plane. had They had a conference ready. They were going to announce him that day. He was going to be a Toronto Blue Jay.
0: I was watching and MLB Network for, like, the first time in years just because of his tweets. And he was on a hot stove saying, like, oh, I can't take out the trash because, like, I'm expecting the show News to drop at
1: any moment. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then it didn't. <laughs> and then it didn't. Mm-hmm.
0: You got played for a fool.
1: Yep. So that's my, my dud.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um all right, are we wrapping this up? Mm-hmm. Alright. Um so. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, uh subscribe, leave a leave a comment, leave a rating, uh, share with your friends, you know, all that fun stuff. It lets us know that we're doing a good job and we really like it. Um all right, that you really like it. We like doing it. I mean, yeah. come on. We do it. Um you can follow us on Twitter at Chip City Pod for updates throughout the week if you want live reactions to things like Shohei otani signing 700 million dollar contract mm-hmm. or when it, the Craig Breslow and the Red Sox inevitably hopefully sign when, Yamamoto when or any other pitchers yeah when they shock the world and say no we're signing Shohei <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're actually giving him 700 mil flat out
1: yep for we're one giving year. him 700 mil now <laughs> one
0: year 700 mil
1: jesus um you know, all that fun stuff you can uh you can follow us there and also on our website at PressPlayMag.com dot com for all sorts of fun articles and, and stuff like that as well. Um and before we, we wrap it up, we gotta do every week, Connor, you wanna hit us with the, the headline of the week?
0: Yes. Sean McDermott needs to stop making speeches. <laughs> came out recently from Ty Dune. Um I'm just going to read this excerpt from his piece at St. John Fisher college in Pittsford, New York, McDermott's morning address. This was 2019, by the way, morning address began innocently enough. He told the te- entire team they needed to come together, but then sources on hand say he used a strange model. The terrorists on September 11th, 2001, He cited the hijackers as a group of people who were able to get on the same page to orchestrate the attacks to perfection. One by one, McDermott started asking specific players in the room questions. What tactics do you think they used to come together? A young player tried to methodically answer, what do you think their biggest obstacle was? And a veteran answered, TSA, which mercifully lighted the room.
1: Jesus. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Goodbye.